everyone, welcome to another episode of the ACTO podcast. In this third season, we are talking with tech communities, and today the topic will be recruiting, recruiting community in Portugal. And we are talking about Recruit Better. For that, our guests are Gonçalo Sequeira and Claudio Menezes. Welcome you both. So Gonçalo was the founder of this community, Recruit Better. And after so many experiences in Portugal, I believe that he became a digital nomad, but you can talk in a bit about that. And Claudio runs the go-to company in Portugal when it comes to effective hiring. So they seem like the right people for today's show. <laughs> so thank you for being here. And let's start with a quick introduction about yourselves. I don't know, maybe Gonçalo can go first. Yeah, I can start, Sarah. Thanks a lot for the invitation uh, to you and to Pedro. So it's a pleasure to, awesome. to be in this podcast. Uh, yeah, my name is Gonçalo. I worked for nine years in the recruitment scene. Uh, I worked for Fidzai and also for Mercedes-Benz.io in Portugal. Then I moved to the Netherlands for one year, was really nice, but then I decided to be a digital nomad for a while. I also started my own company last year. So basically I'm trying to travel, work uh, and have pleasure and meeting new people every day. Uh, and we also restart Recruit Better this year together with Claudio. So it's really nice to, to be here today and to share more about what we are doing. Fantastic, cool. I think I'm next, right? So yeah. I, hi Pedro, hi Sara. My dear friend Gonzalo as well. Uh, thanks a lot for the invitation. So who am I? So it, it's quite hard to describe it because I'm a 42 <laughs> years old dinosaur. <laughs> uh, I'm older. Computer so. science. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So we have another dinosaur. Uh, so uh, proud father of Vicente, which uh, I deeply love. Uh, computer science by heart. So I was, a, I was or I still am. So I, I, there's always a doubt on, on me. A computer science degree, um, people passionate, founder and shareholder of four different companies, everything about people and HR related. Uh, I'm an inefficiency lover because I love to fix different uh, difficult problems. I'm curious and some people may say that I'm a bit stubborn. But some people. I don't Just know. some people. In a nutshell, that's who I am. That, you know, that's super curious, right? Because, so there you go. Both of us, we are both on our 40s and we both have a kid called Vicente. So that, you know, oh, and we both wear a beard it, yeah. and we were soft yeah. engineers back in the day. Wow. That's, that's how consistent Portugal is. Yeah. Wow. Very, yeah. very, you know, very simple, yeah. simple. Um, look, thank you so much for the, the intro. It was super interesting. Uh, now, we are talking, you know, about obviously um, tech recruitment or recruitment here in in Portugal, like how is this being, you know, evolving the industry? And, you know, I think that, you know, for everyone to really understand, you know, recruit better, the community that, you know, that you're both leading, um, we would like to know more about it, right? Like kind of not only how it appeared, like what was the sort of need, you know, when it started, but also how come it's relevant, right? Like, What's what's this need? You know, being you know in plain plain 2023, it's so many things happening. Kind of really, kind of creating a, a community where you know people might sense some sort of belonging or so. But I will, I will, I will want to to hear from all of you. So who wants yeah, to start? Yeah. yeah, maybe I can start, and then Claudio will tell us why it's relevant, and I'll tell you guys uh, why we started. Uh, so in May of 2018, uh, I had like. Uh, so I was working at Mercedes and uh, I, was, I was used to work until 8 uh, p.m. Uh, at Fidzai and at Mercedes, everyone left at 6. 
So I had like two hours free on my day that I could do more stuff. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, just to give some context. Uh, and then I was like, I want to learn more about recruitment. I want to learn from others. And uh, I saw some events uh, outside of Portugal, like Hired BCN, for example. And there was a couple of international communities uh, regarding recruitment. But in Portugal, there was only uh, one called HR Afterworks. And I went to two of them and everyone was in a suit. Uh, and I like tech, I don't like suits anymore, and I wanted to have something different and to allow people also to have a different experience, a more close and a more intimate uh, relationship with each other. So I spoke with a guy that was super senior in the area, we started to arrange the, the event, and we had like a date, we had the space, and three weeks before, the guy stopped answering me. Uh, completely gone. Uh, oh, wow. I was trying to call him everything he didn't uh, gave me any any feedback i won't speak names but i think uh, claudio knows <laughs> who, who is she uh, who is he and uh, then i, I call another person uh pedri polit from uh, from margo talent right now and i worked with pedro before and i told him the whole story and i told him pedro we want to do an event i would like to to invite you uh we'll be in Ishkte. Uh, and we will talk about recruitment. Then I talk with this and they invite also a teacher to, to help us in, in the panel. And we did the first uh, Recruit Better event uh, in, in May of 2018. Uh, we had like 20, 25 people in, which was also already quite nice. And basically, I started to advertise that on LinkedIn. That was our first event. To be honest, I don't recall the, the topic. <laughs> uh, I should have researched this before, but I don't recall the topic. But was people super will nice. search it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and was uh, yeah, face-to-face uh, -face was super nice. The planes were always passing by each test, so we needed to stop for a few oh, seconds. Oh, I know. I, I studied there. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not not the, uh, the great place for events, at least that, that room, but was uh, uh, our first uh, first in-person event. Uh, and after that, we started to usually every three or every four months uh, more recruit better events uh, from 2018, more or less, until 2020. 20, 2021 because we had like a stop in the pandemic has uh, every single community that uh, yeah, goes, we observe uh, that exactly yeah. we observe that a lot on all communities to be to be honest yeah indeed. yeah yeah and basically then we started to get uh, sponsorships we spoke with damia and they did also a workshop that was the biggest event from a uh, recruit better at the time i think we had like 60 70 people in in a room doing a workshop about sourcing so we had a couple of different events uh, our main show was panels so usually we invited three four people to discuss a topic and was always topics that were relevant for the community so we asked a lot of times uh, people that show up on the events a hey, what you want to know what are you missing uh, and that's how we plan that the next events and one thing that we really like also on the events was we have more or less 45 minutes to discuss a topic and after those 45 minutes people just have a pizza just have a beer and we mingle together and do some network and that's how i started to get to know more people in the industry and to to share more knowledge and that was super super important and uh, this year in 2023 we decided to restart recruit better community thanks uh, a lot to to claudio uh, because he was the one saying hey we need to restart with this again because we were completely <laughs> was the, the, the spark yeah yeah <laughs> so i will i will pass the word to claudio to say why why this is relevant in 2023 so this is a, a way of giving back to the community so we we work with a, a lot of people so if i want to do a comparison is more or less when i start 
working as a software developer back in the day on Nokia. Nokia has all the good ingredients to become a good developer. What I mean about it, though, they already had a CYCD. Things that in the day we didn't have any kind of exposure in Portugal. So when those parts of quality that makes a good and relevant uh, software engineer that we learn at the university, and sometimes we didn't apply on our daily jobs because we're doing some maintenance or we're doing some consultancy close project that was, you know, without any kind of, I would say, uh, architecture. We wasn't exposed to big projects. That's what we want to do it with Recruit Better because the Recruit Better wants to defend the class, a recruiter that sometimes is not so well perceived as a, as a, a good element on this kind of ecosystem, uh, which means that perhaps because people don't, don't, sometimes don't know how to do it better. So, and because they are teach by their own companies to send spam recruiters, uh, spam messages, and they are nagging all the developers, and sometimes they just got copy and bad copy and paste and call it, uh, Sandra instead of Sarah, for instance, and and those kind of things that doesn't contribute for for a good recruitment experience. So, and all the best practices and all the things that I myself and Damien. Uh, was exposed internationally speaking and we want to give it back to the community and the, our way of saying thanks for all of this is putting back and share the best practice kind of uh elon musk i know that probably is being hate for some of the audience <laughs> when we when we when we share the the battery thing uh, with, with the community so it's it's the kind of uh, thing that we want to do we want to give it back yeah it makes total sense uh, and you mentioned there that promoting good practices and sharing, it's, it has been or it is one of the topics uh, inside of this community. I wonder if there is any other topics that uh, you try to approach inside the, the community, connected with the, the nowadays and the things that we have been seeing. Um, yeah, there's a lot. So where can so we only have forty-five minutes, right? So I'll try to <laughs> choose one. <laughs> okay. No, the, the the thing is, everyone everyone likes to feel special. Everyone. So and we when we are among the community, we we if we're going to buy Nespresso, so it's, uh, don't need to thanks for the advertisement Nestle. So we want to go there and say, "Hi, Mr. Pedro. Hi, Mr. Sarah. Would you like to take the Voluto capsule again?" So and they will actually offer you coffee and go in. Uh, through the door and give you the bag and thank you yeah. and come back next time which is a totally different I would say experience that going to a, a shelf on Ping Doce or, or Continent and take it from the shelf and we are, in both situations we are buying coffee what do you tend to do if you have the same kind of price range or really depends on you as a consumer but you are more pleased to go back to Nespresso rather than going to the shelf and take it Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and recruitment and everything in life is coming is like that. So, if you are a great wine lover, you go to Vivino and rank it, your wine. If you are doing a, a trip, you go to Airbnb and see that you like your apartment or not. So, everything in life is, is an experience and you need to rank it. There's more and more communities that rank it. And recruiting, it shouldn't be different. So, you need to have a pleasant way of being recruited and to recruit. And that, for me, is the big um, paramount thing that we need to being advocated is people feel special customized personal uh and you know that you can be i would say because you, you are being exposed when you approach someone on behalf of some other you are exposing a brand so and the first way of doing an onboarding is setting the first message so the first message is the first contact and impact that you have your your future employee 
So if you, you don't have that kind of in mind, Absolutely. you're probably not doing a good job. So, and that's the, the, the way that we need to highlight the community. That's the good things to do. What, at least what we defend that is the good practices, just to give you one example. No, okay. for sure. Kind of experience. Yeah. No, of course, yeah. kind of experience. And, and here's a question that, you know, that I, I was thinking of, uh, you know, because so we are in 2023. And I can say that I think I, I've seen I think I've seen more in nine months, you know, regarding the you know, events than in probably my twenty year career. Like we've already mentioned that we are dinosaurs. So here's the thing: like I've seen people, you know, getting, you know, not so interesting salaries. So there was a moment where you know, you know, working as a recruiter actually sucked big time, right? Like you were not getting an interesting salary. You were making offers that you would say, Jesus, am I going, is this company going to pay this for this guy? Like, what the hell? Does he walk on water? Right? Then we saw <laughs> um, a massive need for recruiters because everyone wanted to recruit 1,000 engineers. So I need more recruiters. That makes some sense, right? So all of a sudden, boom, in, in recruitment, we start seeing salaries going up and we've seen layoffs where unfortunately, besides the go-to-marketing teams, recruiters tend to be also part of the weakest link and say, you know what, we are not going to hire, so let's just fire them all. So my question for both of you is, is this a good time to be a recruiter and why? Depends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it really depends uh, because uh, for me personally, I think it's always a good time to be a recruiter because I like what I do. I love what I do. I like to be with people. And I saw those trends that uh, you mentioned, Pedro. So I started my, my career the first two years. I was receiving like 800 bucks and I was feeling rich. And then I changed to tech and I was receiving uh, 50% uh, more. And I was like, I'm the one uh, getting the least in the company. So how I will upgrade my salary and how I will grow from there. And that's how my passion for recruitment kind of started, especially the tech part, because I saw a lot of opportunities to first understand what the business does and then bringing people to help that business to grow. And that's why I like to do in recruitment. And that's why I think recruitment has a future. However, there is a lot of people that start on this area because they see it's cool, because they uh, think that interviewing people all day is something that is not boring, but it becomes boring <laughs> over time because you all are always doing the same thing, always with, with the same kind of pitch. And you need to um, go out of your own routine and trying to implement new things in, in recruitment, how you approach people, how you deal with your processes. So I think last summer was a great time to be a recruiter. Now there is a lot of people being laid off, but if you are a good recruiter, you can find a job. That's for sure. Might, might take two months, might take one week, but you'll find a good job for you. If you are a okay recruiter, it will take more time. If you suck in your job, it will take forever. Or you might get lucky uh, and go to, to a nice company. I always say that a bad recruiter in a good company might be doing a good job or might be appearing doing a good job. A good recruiter in a bad company will have a lot of struggles to stand out from the crowd. Um, so if a good recruiter is in a good company, that's the, the right fit. But what is a good company? What is a, a good recruiter? That's another question. Uh, but I think I have this view that is always a, a good time to be in any role, if you are passionate about it, if you have the skills, if you want to learn more about it. But if you just go because of the money or because your uh, father told you so, it will be tougher. 
Yeah, I share I share the same opinion about uh, about it. So one of the things that we saw it was a lot of people, and not especially in Portugal. So I see a lot of yeah. on the UK people that, for instance, were working in construction, and they do a kind of a, a contractor based uh, job, and they don't have any kind of experience. They are just sales guy, and the 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 thing that they do is just always calling people like a, call, a contact center. Hey guys, yeah. you want to work for six hundred pounds a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Next one. And that for me is not recruiting. That is a call center. Okay, um, in a way that you do it, and, you, and if you are passionate and you are good, you always have a room in recruiting because there will always be backfill roles to 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 fill, or even some companies that for, that probably were laid off, but other day they are hiring. If you are good on something, you always find a, a good job. It's like I don't want to do a comparison, but it's like kind of I don't know if this is a good comparison anymore. Cristiano Ronaldo, so he can <laughs> the, the, the club that he wants to play probably not after forty something. So we are we are in bad sheets, uh, Peter. So after thirty, I don't know. Exactly, we we are we are really downhill. You know that's, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. thing. No, no but recruiters sure. are are like wine. You know they get exactly. better with age. They get better with age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I was actually thinking. You know, like in everything that you were saying, I thought about you know kind of creating some sort of hashtag hug your recruiter. You know, because I think <laughs> that's a good one. Man. No, because yeah. here's the thing. Like, I think that it's so underrated the yeah. the work that a recruiter needs to do to because he's Thank you, you know probably the business card of a company. He's the face of a company. He does the same thing over and over and over again with an interesting twist that. For the recruiter, is like the 1,000th time he's doing that. For that person particularly, is the first. So you need to keep your energy level super high, be super friendly, just like if it would be the first time. I deeply admire the work of the recruiters. If resilience needs to have a face or a name or a role, it would be a recruiter. I think the, the one that loved this, 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 uh, this job, definitely resilience is, is probably one of the biggest words. I agree. Yeah. 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 Yeah, this is, is very interesting because I, I always look at recruiting always from the recruiter perspective. So the candidates, I never looked from this perspective. So it's been really interesting for me to learn this, uh, this the other side. And I, I wonder, so if we if you look to the tech world, which is the one that I'm seeing the most along with my colleagues and so on, this whole pandemic story and the remote work, we saw a lot of people moving to Portugal. We also saw a lot of people start working remotely. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if for the recruiters, if this also started to happen. So have we start receiving a lot of recruiters also from out of Portugal? Did we start having recruiters in Portugal starting working remotely for other companies outside as well? How, how did, it, did this happen for, for this area? I, I don't see it, I would say, much difference. So when I see, so I, for instance, on, on, on the software developer, for sure, that, that, that definitely uh, change, uh, right? happens. Yeah, mm -hmm. change. But on, on the recruiter side, I don't see it that much. So you see, that, of course, there are a few examples of everything in the world, but we, for at least for the big majority, I don't see people going abroad to work for a company or even here working for the US. Mm -hmm. uh, or if they are working here for the US, Definitely, they are recruiting in Portugal, okay? Because one of the things that the company does the most is hiring local communities that speak the same ah, language. I was going to ask that question. Yeah. yeah. So you see so, that a company uh, from abroad, when they want to establish themselves in Portugal, they go yeah. to the local people that understand the, yeah. the context, the, the you know the trends, the industry, you know the way the trends that, that they they have their own network of people. Mm -hmm. 
that they are together. Because one of the, 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 I would say, the biggest ingredients of, of this of this is having your own network. People rely on us and then not relying on the company sometimes is relying on the recruiter because they know that you do a good job. If I will ask for a new challenge, I will go and meet Claudio and say, I mean, you know what? I'm probably on a bit bored now. I don't see, do you have something that is good in the market? This happens for me all the time. I won't say weekly, but I would say monthly for sure. A couple of folks coming to me, oh, Claudia, I'm working for, I'm not pleased anymore. Can you help me? There's anything interesting. And I, my first question is, how, how desperate you are? Because uh, if you, no, the thing is, so if you want That's to move true. now, probably I have just these few choices. If you have time, let's wait. And as soon as I have something for you, I will, I will, I will knock your door. And uh, just to, to uh, add to that, Claudio, w uh, when I see companies moving to Portugal or wants to hire people in Portugal, they don't start with a Portuguese recruiter or someone that knows the market. They yeah. take a way longer they and they yeah. fell completely. So I think we both know a couple of examples on, on that thing. Yeah. I will just like to add, not answering the question, but one thing that changed after COVID, it's the sure. way that we do our work. Because before COVID, I did a lot of phone screens with my off with my phone. And uh, after COVID, I kind of stopped doing phone screens. I started to do Zoom or Zoom uh, Google meeting screens <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. because it was easier to set up a call with the candidates uh, and uh, was better for everyone. And we get to know each other since we couldn't meet face-to-face uh, uh, -face after the first screening. So that was also a shift a little bit, at least the way that I do recruitment, it changed uh, after COVID and after we discovered that we could do a phone screen through Zoom and through video, and that really helps. Right now, it's a balance between using the phone and doing video interviews. Uh, but in the beginning, in 2020 and 2021, I just did uh, video interviews, and that works much better because it was the only way at the time. And before that, on my now I'm, I'm, I'm using the dinosaur thing. Some some companies or some hiring managers, Claudio, I don't want you to interview them by Zoom or by uh, mm -hmm. Skype. Really? Yeah. Does that uh, happen? I want you to meet. Yeah, I want you to meet you in person. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. So that, that cool. actually was a requirement. Do you know why? I don't know the answer either. So, <laughs> so I don't have a reason. They want so, to know your smell. How exactly. <laughs> your perfume. Exactly. So, so here, here's a, a very interesting uh, segue here. So I think last week or so, I don't remember, I saw a tweet about like a founder, like a CEO, I don't know, someone from a small sort of company, but mm -hmm. definitely with, you know, 300% attitude. And he tweeted something like this. Oh, called me old-fashioned, or dinosaur, if you will, but he just said old-fashioned. But I really appreciate when the candidate sends a thank you letter or an email or whatever, or whatever. And so that person was kind of criticizing that, let's say, you know, you, Claudio, would be interviewing you, and I just didn't send you a thank you note. I read that stuff, and I actually was going to, you know, to give him some hard time on tweet, and then I decided to use my hands just for good and not for evil, and I said, I'm not going to do this. Because... I look at that and I just said, look, no, you're not old fashioned. You're just completely, you know, kind of out, like ignoring the fact, <laughs> right? You're just an ignorant because I believe that the market is now much more uh, recruit, recruitee or candidate -driven, candidate driven and way less recruiter driven, right? Like I'm, I'm from back in the day where it would be probably like 100 people asking for a single job. And now I think it's actually on the opposite, right? I think that 
we've seen way more interested on the kind of a candidate being able to be picky and really deciding what's his next move in the career. And I think that definitely the companies really need to put an, an extra effort. Do you see that as, you know, like the, the, the norm right now? Or are we still seeing some companies really struggling with that, with that new fact? I think you can have all situations. My mm -hmm. personal feeling is this is a two-way thing. Why shouldn't he send thank you for being in an interview? Exactly. Of course. Yeah. Right. The recruiter, right? Well, Saying, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Exactly. Well, why not both and, and the other one reply or say thank you? So this is a kind of a, a, a negotiation. This is a relationship. So in, in order that you can have a relationship, the, the, the very fundamental is having trust. So you need to trust that the guy is saying the truth, or at least you want to think that is actually a good project for you, and you need to be interested. So this is a two-way kind of situation. And one of the things that you need is to put yourself, and you need to be picky. Either people needs to be picky. I want to have the right you know, job for my future because I aim to earn more, or I aim to have a better project, or I aim to change cities. Whatever is the motivation that you, you are... On that recruitment process, you need to have that in mind as a, a candidate and you as an employer, okay, what kind of advantage this hire will give me to me? What kind of added added value? So, and this is the kind of both situation that I saw, that I saw quite often and that makes totally sense for me. So this is a relationship. So, and this needs to be good for both. Then that's all. Yeah. yeah, agree. And I think this type of message needs to uh, add value somehow. If you say a thank you message just for the sake of saying, oh, thanks a lot for interviewing yeah. me. Why? Why? Uh, uh, if, if we have, Yeah, if we have a segue, say, oh, we spoke about this. I have an article that is interesting because of this and that, even from the recruiter. So a recruiter can send us. And when I have a subject to speak with my candidates, I will do it. If I don't have it, I, will, I won't say thank you just because. So, but that's that's yeah. me that I don't like a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Uh, one, <laughs> one of the things that we also need to be really comfortable. So, we are assuming that we are working on an occidentalized environment, because if you are recruiting people from, I would say China, for instance, mm -hmm. definitely you need to behave as a different person, right? So, probably mm -hmm. that thank you thing has mm -hmm. to, has to be there. So, we are assuming that we are talking about you know Anglo-Saxonic mm -hmm. countries, kind of approach because I'm, I'm just thinking out loud because uh, one of the things that we do on Damien we usually see uh, some um, suggest that we see a movie that was a book before now is a movie and everyone will talk about the movie itself so and just because I had uh, this morning um, that conversation with my team so we were at the American factory and all the cultural clash that we have on the Chinese culture implemented on the US it's kind of very rich because we are so different. And one thing that looks good for you, it's terrible for the others. And we need to have that in, 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 in when you're doing a recruitment process. Uh, because I, have, I already had terrible experience or uh, I would say recruit people that are really people and, and companies that are totally different for what they expect. And again, uh, doing a good job is the way that you set the right expectation. If you set the right expectation and you accomplish that, you are doing a great job. And if you don't reach there, you are doing a bad job. That's that's doing uh, actually is, is giving uh, setting the right expectation and giving feedback is probably the two best things that I I I would say that is more important on the on the recruitment process. I agree, I agree, Claudio. And just adding two things and, 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 and walk the yeah. talk. If you say that you're going to do that, you need to do that. It's a matter of trust. So you only build trust because Pedro, I'm going to tell you tomorrow if you. 
we have an offer or not. And if even if you don't, you need to say, Pedro, sorry, I said that I told you Friday. Today is Friday. I don't have an answer for you. But say something. If sure. you're just ghosting people, and uh, j just to share my personal experience, I'm only on this industry because I was a kind of a, a bully for my wife. That <laughs> in a sense, okay, okay, no, don't get that part. Don't get that part. In a sense that she were she she was working on the HR field, and I was a software developer, and I was really really. Can we say? Can we curse on this? No, no. I, 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 I will be. I will be. So I, I was really intrigued. Upset. Not to say upset. Okay, thank you, Pedro. Thank you. <laughs> I was really upset because I was again from the recruitment company called me, and I was a trainee, so I was a Java software developer. That's why I was doing my my first two or three months, and I was involved in the recruitment process for a solution architect role as a trainee. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I went there. No, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't. Be. So <laughs> I, I went there, and I was everything that. Yeah, yeah. I learned it. Yeah, I learned at university. Oh, about the architect. Yeah, I learned at university. So you never, you don't have any kind of practice at all. No, I'm only working for a few months there. And why? Because that recruiter convinced me that I was the perfect fit for the role. And when I got home, I was really frustrated with myself because I, I, I'm, I like to be good on everything that I put on my effort. And I went to that interview and I came to my wife and said, You're, you, I was not prepared for this. You didn't tell the." And I was kind of, why do you guys say that? And then I was the perfect guy and they didn't send me a feedback, something that I was not selected for the process. Why, why, why are you guys doing that? Guys, because start, starting to blame the industry because my wife works also in the industry. And that kind of things intrigued me in a sense that, okay, this is something that definitely needs to do better. And, and then I, you know, after same years, I'm, I'm managing companies that uh, has this kind of problems and, 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 and this is the solution. So just to give you also a kind of a, how I get this as a software engineer, how I get this industry. That actually tr triggers me for for the next question, because in the in in the last years we saw uh, a big role in so many companies, so trying to hire so much, and probably the recruitment processes had to change, right, to become more agile or to become faster, and maybe changing the way that we evaluate candidates. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but could you share some of the differences that we saw in the recruitment to be, to become the process more agile and still evaluate properly the candidates and not make oh. those mistakes like you were sharing. No, because to, to add to you, Sarah, right? I, I can't even imagine the pressure of a recruiter when he gets yeah, some yeah. sort of briefing saying, oh, you know what? We are going to hire 200 people this year. And I yeah. don't know if the recruiter yeah. just goes to the bathroom and cries and then comes yeah, out good and luck. Says, good luck. okay, I'll do it. Oh, or, yeah. you know, it's How did they pressure, handle right? that pressure? Yeah, yeah. And, and the process, everything, right? It takes very long time. Yes, Gonzalo. Yeah, yeah but usually, at least I, I when someone tells me uh, we need to hire 200 people this year. I'm quite excited. I'm saying, okay, we need to hire, I don't know, 20 or 30 per month. Let's do it. Let's Let me see grab how... some coffee. Yeah, let's <laughs> grab some coffee and tackle that and start to call Claudio to see if we can uh, get yeah. some help as well. Uh, but I think that's, at least for me, it's, it's super exciting. So that's that's why I joined Pizza. That's why I joined Mercedes because uh, they had that type of challenge of hiring so many people in a short period of time. But like a few years ago, uh, recruitment process was uh, way longer and usually we yeah, had very deep technical tests. I remember that at Mercedes, 
the first backend test, Claudio was like eight hours or 12 hours they, they need to yeah. do uh, as, as a candidate. And we had candidates that deliver one solution and after two days they deliver a second solution that was even better. And at the time was this type of people that we wanted because they were making a commitment in the company, they were showing their skills and that's what every company and every recruiter loves, right? The candidate that is engaged, that is good technically, that has a good communication, that really goes for the extra mile. However, the market in 2023, I think it's completely different. People don't care so much about uh, where they are applying because they have so many different options that they won't mm -hmm. spend more than one or two hours doing a technical assignment or they won't spend more than two hours doing interviews. Uh, so, and people want less interviews and a faster, uh, a faster answer on the process instead of taking a way long to, to make a process ready. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a change that recruiters already uh, told hiring managers before and already advised companies to change and companies are changing. In the, yesterday I was talking with the clients and they want to do two interviews and close the process because they want the person uh, in end of March and uh, they want to, to provide a good experience. And before they wanted to do one hour and a half interview and I told you, Hey guys, let's do one hour, and then if you need, if you have more topics, you do uh, an extra half an hour later, because it's hard to find one hour and a half in our agendas anyway. Or even so, from a focus perspective, right? I can't imagine like being, you know, in the zone for ninety <laughs> minutes, you know, just being evaluated. That that's quite a stretch. Exactly, exactly. But I, I noticed that companies are much more uh, aware of this and much more willing to change Thank God. than be than before. Uh, however, that I'm generalizing, right? There is companies sure. that probably yeah. still stick with their own ways. Again, there are examples for everything. So, yeah. for instance, this is actually how, how you set up the, the, the perspective that some people have from the outside of your own company. For instance, I would say, not, not thank God we are changing a lot on that perspective, but if I can recall two years ago, one of the things that I invest more time on is saying that your recruitment process won't work. So if you want to set up a new brand in Portugal, whatever, you're coming from abroad, you want you are a product company, which is a good thing, uh, and you want to set up sending a codility test without even ever word with the candidate is not a good recruitment process. Mm -hmm. And people won't commit. Ah, but I want commitment. Yeah, you won't get the commitment for someone. Take take yourself in the other people's shoes and think about you. Do you think it's pleasant to have a, some... Uh, the, you only can do it if you are Google. I, yeah. I, I won't say, or you go, or you are Facebook, or you are Amazon. So that, you have a, such a strong brand in the market that people will die or, or kill yourself to, 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 to get the job. Otherwise, otherwise, you won't do it. And that's not a good thing. Also, is uh, I'll tr in a way that I will, I will try to not even do that, but at least putting in thinking that is, is not a good thing, that companies ask for it to... Uh, a week challenge and they say, okay, oh, the recruitment process and we have a one week challenge. Uh, you mean one week? You mean the people need to send in, you know, no, no, they usually is like 30 hours. Yeah. Okay. And, and my answer and my question, okay, how much are we going to pay for, 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 for the, for the guy? We're going to send an Amazon voucher card. Uh, no, but you, you, you're performing some jobs. So I think it's fair that we need to get, no, the, fa the fairness of thing is you'll get the job, but you're not, uh, assessing their technical skill, you are assessing their motivation. Do you think it's wise in order you can accomplish the two hundred hires that and you have that kind of process? And it's not passing at all. And 
and and then of course I have my own uh, thing in a sense because if you go and see on your own glass door, that's everything is is doing it. And if you want to change something on your reputation, that's one one of the things that you need to tackle. And of course we have all the kind of things that we we want to do it properly in a good recruitment experience for everyone because the hiring managers need because one of the things that people don't realize and when I, I was having that kind of problem on when, when I was doing some assessments on the software part, there is reviewing uh, tests. Was a pain. It's something that on the backlog is the last thing that I do. And one of the things, of, so bear with me, Mr. Hiring Manager. Your team, you want to recruit 200 people, okay? You want to do people, uh, do a code, uh, code assessment with 30 hours of it. So people will perform coding. You have you all, we have a natural barrier, which is people that are not committed within your team, engineering team. All you think you're going to work the 200 vacancies, whatever, on this time frame. No, you'll get one, one month and 200 months. When you get the result for him, the candidate will already be hired for someone else. <laughs> Yeah. And you're going to lose them. So it's, it's, it's a waste true. of time for Again, everyone. Again, it's the candidate-driven uh, market. And it's interesting, you know, because even when we're talking about, you know, three 30-hour challenge or, you know, or something like, oh, let's expect that the person invests, I don't know, one day or two days, whatever in this. Yeah. We are already you narrowing this down so much, yeah. so much, let's say. Probably if, I don't know if the person is married or not, because, you know, if you have a kind of a busy social life, you're already kind of being ruled out. If you have a kid, you know, God forbid, there's no way you can do that. Because remember, are you actually just going for and employ people? And I'm seriously doubting that that's the sort of target that people, that companies usually go for. Now, obviously, with layoffs, it probably it's a little bit more okay. Yeah. But definitely, no one wants people that is unemployed, right? Like, we want just to attract extremely successful somewhere else. Now, how is that even possible? How can I be successful in my work, in my craft? You know, have a family, have kids and such. Oh, and then I just, you know, I just pull 30 hours out of my ass. Sorry for the expression. And I'm going to, <laughs> to, to, to start coding a challenge. It's nuts, right? Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. But, but now, now uh, it's much better. So we don't, I don't do this pitch much more anymore. I, I, actually, this, uh, this year we're only in February. But okay, this year we, are, we, we, didn't, we didn't do that much. So I think people are realizing that. We are, we are improving. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. No, I think companies, sorry, Pedro, I think companies no, no. are much more aware of that because they lost so many candidates before and maybe they lost so many offers mm. and they lost projects because they couldn't hire people. Okay. They, they needed to involve and, and to learn quickly. And they also have like partners that sometimes helps them to go on the right direction. So I, I believe that in 2023, only really companies that are off the market or, or are just starting and they don't know what they are doing will have this type of attitude. Yeah. Um, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Tell me one thing, you both. Like, so Gonzalo, uh, Claudio, so both of you, you're definitely, you know, like at least when I think about recruitment, definitely both of you just pop in my mind, you know. Uh, so you're a reference for sure. Thank you. Both of you work in the tech space. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, was it just, you know, for the sake of, well, you know, it just kind of happened. I just fell in love with the tech space. Or actually you've seen, you know, that recruiting in, I don't know, construction, retail, tech space, uh, government, that in tech is where you definitely see, you know, the best practices, where definitely the recruitment, you know, gets to the excellency sort of point. 
or do you think it's not about the industry? It's about more, more about you know the the brand that is hiring. How do you see that? And 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 I don't know if it's a coincidence or not that both of you are definitely in tech. So, well, in tech is where the money is, in my opinion. Just that? Not just that. Not just that. But I think that uh, deviates in different things. That if you have more money, you have more uh, money to invest on a better process, on better tools, on better training for your employees. Mm, okay. So I think it's a lot around that. And tech also needed to hire more people in a shorter time than any other field. So if we are looking for building a marketing team, maybe they have like two, three, four, five people, and it's already a quite big team for marketing or for finance or even for HR. If we are talking about tech, five people, it's one team and you need to be five or more or eight. So I that need of the market of needing more people in a faster period and the market also have more money brought more recruiters for the tech side. Also for the recruiters was much more interesting to work in tech because the salaries were much higher. Um, okay. Like if you start as a tech recruiter, probably you can receive like 1K a month. If you start as a generalistic recruiter, if you receive 700 today or 800, maybe that's a, a good amount. So only this difference wow. will bring more people outside for the tech side. Uh, and then on the tech side, there is more complexity also on the projects and also on the profiles, because if you're a good tech recruiter, you'll try to understand what people are doing. Wow. And at least for me, it's easier to understand what the finance person is doing, what the marketing person is doing, because it's more familiar. And even in HR, we have classes about marketing and about finance, about programming. We don't have it. We need to search it. We need to look mm. for it. So I think it takes also more time to be a good tech recruiter than being a journalistic recruiter for a different sure. type of, of fields. Uh, but this is a bit my view and also my experience. Because when I started recruit, uh, recruiting, I, I did everything. Then there was one company saying, hey, we need developers. And that was the youngest one in the company. So I was like, yeah, let me do sure. it. I was saying yes to everything at the time. And uh, then I started to see, hmm, they need so many people here. Why? Oh, people uh, don't want to change jobs. Why? Uh, people are really uh, satisfied where they are. Why? And uh, I started to see there was a... a a segment that was growing. And then when I moved to be a tech recruiter, I understood that the money was there. And for me, this was one of the biggest motivations to be in tech. I, I won't hide it because I want to have a good living. I think everyone wants to have of it. Course, of and I saw also the opportunity on it because I think sometimes people can say, hey, you are money driven. Yes, I'm money driven because that brings me opportunities. And I think everyone wants opportunities to grow as a person, to grow of as a course. professional and money allows that. Um, yeah, that's a bit my view. Not sure. So, so compensation, challenges, and um, and means to to get a job. Then, what about you, Claudio? What would you say? Uh, it's love, man. I mean, I'm super in love by the since early age. So I had the spectrum, 24k. I became a software developer. Then suddenly I realized that I was not being well recruited, and I want to fix that problem. So I went to the other side of the border. I would say. And then I feel my passion. So because one of the things that was lacking is the kind of a people interactions. We, we didn't have much back in the day, uh, at least on my uh, my, my projects. was a really, uh, I don't want to put the stigma on it, but was not the guy that does are on the basement coding and stuff. I was not that kind of guy. Uh, I was the guy that loved to talk about things and solutions and, and stuff and try new things. And I just f find an industry that, gives me that kind of a, a appreciation realization and that's why i am here 
I love what I do. I'm absolutely passionate by tech and and and, and people. And uh, and of course, uh, also uh, on the money side, uh, to to stick with what Gonzalo said, uh, co product companies has a lot of money to invest. And all of us would like to have fast cars and better cars in a sense that we have this kind of tooling on the companies. Doing, for instance, where, where I was having recruitment win an Excel spreadsheet, eh, it's not good. Probably it's much better to do it on, a, on, a, on an ETS built on purpose for what you have. It. So the tooling is absolutely paramount for doing the, the things quicker and, 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 and good because we are only humans and humans fail. For sure. Very cool. Yeah, I learned a lot on the on this. It was, it was. I think we could continue talking here and asking more yeah. things. Again, I never thought on this other perspective from a recruiter side. So it has been really interesting for me. But uh, we need to start planning the plan. Yeah. <laughs> Although we still have two questions, two final questions, and I will start with the first one. It sounds a bit cliche, but I will ask you for your favorite codes, and it can be anything. Uh, yeah, it can be important as well. You or, yeah. Uh, quality is not an act, it's an habit for me. It's my favorite quote. From whom? Damn. From Aristotle's. Uh, it sounds really clever, the, the, but the actual, actually, I, I do it a lot and I, I preach a lot within the company. One of the values that we have is level up. I think we need to do better just because we need to do better because the competition, all the other that comes. We, if you don't innovate constantly, this happens, uh, the, the train will catch you and we need to always be in front of the train. That's my, and for instance, one of the things that I'm doing quite, uh, when I say doing is actually this morning, uh, how can I integrate chat GPT on recruitment? That's my, my new thinking that I'm, oh. I'm thinking about. Okay. Well, how can this be useful for, sure. for us? Yeah. Well, how, how can this be useful for us? Right. So, um, and, and that's we, the thing that is intriguing me at the moment. We need to talk while you already know how that will be useful for us. Okay. <laughs> I already have, I already, have, I already, I already have, have a few points. ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, my codes, uh, I choose uh, people don't buy what you do, uh, they buy why you do it uh, from Simon Sinek. And Simon I think this Sinek. Is, yeah, I think this is true not only for candidates, because, yeah, we all do recruitment, but why we do recruitment, why we are hiring, uh, but the same things for companies, uh, why they need more people, why they bring, why they need your talents uh, to do more stuff, to deliver more products. I think that's why it's really relevant now nowadays. Really cool. Fantastic. Thank you both. Um, now, for us to, to end the, the show, uh, you know, we, we invite, you know, Gonzalo to ask a question to Claudio. Claudio to ask, you know, a question to, to Gonzalo. Anything worked, you know, I, so be kind. But I, 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 I won't be kind because now I'm, I'm super curious. Gonzalo, how can you think ChatGPT will implement? Will, 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 will Ooh, yes, good question. I, I thought that would be a secret for us to work together, Claudio. Oh, no, sorry. No, you are, no, no, no. Guys, but no, I, I'm, I'm, I, I my internet, answer. my broadband is. <laughs> no, I, I just think that, uh, yeah, ChatGPT can automate a lot of things. And I think uh, candidates complain they don't have a good feedback. Companies complain they don't have also good feedback about the candidates. Why? And tell me, guys, if this is crazy or not. But if we can already transcribe interviews, already there is software that can, can transcribe a whole interview. 
why you don't put that transcription on ChatGPT and ChatGPT will generate like a report for the candidates and for the client or for the company mm -hmm. saying this was good, this uh, wasn't so good, this is the summary of the interview and we automate one part that uh, usually recruiters don't like uh, call it that is doing reports mm -hmm. uh, but we can have like ChatGPT doing this so if someone does that please give me some credit about the idea because I am spending so many nights <laughs> thinking about this not just kidding uh, but I think <laughs> I think that could be something cool for the industry to have this automated uh, between both parties and have like information right after the interview saying this is how the interview was done this is the main topics and at least they can learn something about the interview because this is something that I really like to give my candidates is teaching them something about the interview. Hey, you answered everything correctly except this yeah. part. You weren't so clear. And I do, I, I give this feedback to candidates, but I don't see many recruiters doing it. And I think it's like free advice, but can make a lot of difference. And I still speak with candidates that I met almost 10 years ago just because I gave them feedback. So you create really a long-term relationship just because you speak your mind. And some people don't like it, but I also don't like that people. So I, I really appreciate people <laughs> <laughs> that like to, to receive feedback and then so we can improve and, and get better over time. Gonzalo, your turn. Ah, yeah, my turn. So my, my question is a bit more personal, Claudio, that uh, you, uh, yeah. Uh, so you, you have been dating for someone uh, for quite some time, has a kid with the... With, uh, your wife that also works in the field. Do you have discussions about the field every night or not? No. Oh God! No, we, we have no, no, no. no we have a golden oh. rule. Work doesn't. We don't speak about work. Sometimes it's quite challenging because. It's, <laughs> it's, no, no, it's quite challenging because we already had a really bad experience back in the day, and we learned from it. So, let, so I work as a waiter on Praia Grande. So one of the things that I do it during the the summer times is working. You know that I can have money to travel, mm -hmm. and my wife the same. So we work in the same restaurant, twelve hours mm -hmm. a day, six days a week for two months. She was the dessert girl, and I was the guy that was a waiter. So, and I already, Aline already asked you two cheesecakes ten minutes ago, <laughs> and that look, you know. So. I learned from, from bad experience when I, I was with her. So we don't speak at all about work. Of course, when I see at all, uh, sometimes, oh, I have a problem. Do you think that? I... But just advice, not the way that I put it on a daily, or even weekly. Sometimes there are things we don't talk about. It. It's, it's, it's for our own uh, health. <laughs> no, I agree. I wouldn't start a business with a with with relative. That's for sure. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I start to recruit better community with my ex so i think that means something uh, <laughs> there you go it's proven there you go it's science now back in this stuff it will come up with chat gpt hey chat gpt should i start a business with my wife or my partner no but what if no <laughs> no fantastic gonzalo claudio it was you know an amazing amazing show uh you know i had a blast you know sara also already mentioned yeah. it's so good uh, you know, it was a pleasure. I, I knew it from the beginning that, you know, it would be an amazing show having both of you here, you know, talking about, you know, the the, the field that you're both experts. Uh, you know, for anyone that is in the, on the internet seeing this, you know, thank you so much for your time. I hope that you learned the ton as well. You know, feel free, you know, to reach out to Gonzalo if you want, you know, to, to see, you know, how he can definitely move some needles in the recruitment. 
Claudio, just like we mentioned, you know, like he's running such a successful business in Portugal. So it's a no brainer as well. And yes. And so this is today's show. I hope everyone enjoy and take care. See you soon. Bye. Thanks a lot. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Everyone. Thank you.